Hello, and welcome to the 26th episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I am an associate professor here at Purdue in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I study um, uh, games and digital humanities, minority rhetorics, among other things. Um, and I am uh, joined today for, like I said before, our 26th episode and our kind of one-year anniversary. Yay! Um, but because the weather absolutely sucks and the roads are really bad, we were not able to get together to, and do our one-year uh, anniversary episode. Um, but uh, as I said before, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, uh, Alex Lane and Sarah White, and a special guest today. Adam Strance. So let's start with the introductions. And uh, how about we start with Adam this week? Uh, hey, I'm uh, Adam Strance, a first year PhD student at Purdue. Um, with Sam, I've uh, Dr. Blackman here, and uh, Alex, we've had many classes together on uh, gaming stuff. Um, one of my major interests is, uh, I suppose, games in general. Um, I don't have as many perspectives as uh, these guys on it, but I do have a long, long history of playing games. So um, I like to chime in with old crap that nobody's ever played. Um, <laughs> try to be helpful in that way. Um, so what you're saying is you are a straight-up nerd. Yeah. 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 <laughs> One of those guys. Back when nerd was not cool, I was, I was there. <laughs> No, you want to talk about back when nerd was, <laughs> that would be me. Because I was listening to episode 25 the other day, mm -hmm. and it was it was the point where we were talking, and I said, Alex Lane, I've been playing games longer than you've been alive. And you were like, really? And I thought about it, and I was like, shit, I have been. I've been playing <laughs> yeah. games longer, like a long time longer than you've been alive. <laughs> so, Yeah. Right. We're, we're the same age. So I know we're the same age. I'm not the oh. I'm not the youngster anymore. Yeah, two babies, two little two babies. babies. <laughs> and oh, and man. I figured it out. Um, according to your ages, I was 15 when you guys. No, that's a lie. I was. <laughs> you're 25, right? I'm 26. Yeah. You're 26. You're 26, 26 too. Yeah. Okay, so I was 16. When you guys, <laughs> like very white. Yeah. I know. Uh, so you were 16 when we were. Born. You were born. <laughs> That and I have been awesome. playing games since I was maybe six or seven. Because those yeah. were when the first handheld sports games came out. I've been playing longer than they've been alive, too. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Playing Atari 2600. <laughs> there we go. Oh, All right. Sorry. Ladies, you want to do your introductions? Now that I have really told everybody, one, how old I am. Uh, <laughs> I know. I'm trying to do the math in my head, but I'm so bad at math that it's a little difficult. <laughs> that's really later. bad because that's an easy that's a, that's an easy addition problem right there. Well, I was stumped too. <laughs> you can go, Sarah. I'll go last. Oh, okay. We'll save the best for last. I uh, I am up here in snowy, snowy, snowy Westville, well, Michigan City, Indiana, and I teach at Purdue University North Central, which is still open today. Darn. And uh, I teach. Creative writing, composition, business writing, whatever they let me teach. And um, I like looking at games primarily from a psychological, psychoanalytical perspective, but 
and in terms of narratives. And uh, I just got a puppy um, named Edgar. He's very cute. He's so cute. He was like named after uh, Edgar Allan Poe, of course, and um, his mother's name is Raven. Mm. And one of my friends said when he pees in a house, instead of no, I can say, nevermore. <laughs> right? Okay. Now that is a different kind of straight up nerd altogether. <laughs> That's all I know. That's good. Okay. I'll go. I heard a child, but So did I, yeah. <laughs> um, that might mean Sam's going going MIA for a few minutes. Yep. Okay, so I'm Alex <laughs> Lane and I'm a third year PhD student at Purdue University with Adam and Sam formerly home to Sarah White. Yes. Um, I study games and gender issues. Uh, lately, I've been focused on the gaming industry and gender issues. That is what my dissertation is about, which I am making some progress on. I'm very excited about that. Um, and that's, uh, that's about it. I stayed up till after four in the morning last night playing Plants vs. Zombies because, believe it or not, <laughs> I have never played that game before. Oh. Um, I know, I'd, I'd never played it. I sort of avoided it. I, I try to avoid games that I know I'm going to be totally addicted to. Yeah. So I avoided it, but I, it, on my Gamefly queue, it, you know, they just choose whatever is most available mm -hmm. on your list, and that was one of them, so they sent it. And I, uh, yeah, I haven't uh, left my couch. It's been pretty bad. <laughs> That happened to my mom over the Christmas uh, holidays. She got Plants vs. Zombies uh, as a gift, and man, she just played it and played it and played it. That is crazy. It is crazy. Um, is Sam here? No. Okay. Sam is here. Oh, yay! <laughs> I, I just had a joiner, so. I see. <laughs> <laughs> I have muted myself. Um, so. Next up, I guess what we'll do is what you've been playing. Um, and uh, while I talk to my little joiner for a minute and uh, get her shuffled off, let's uh, um, we'll start with once again our guest, um, and we'll cycle around cycle around to me last. What do you guys been playing this week? Okay, I've been uh, mostly Skyrim still, um, which is very shocking i know um but i also picked up a couple of steam games during the massive sales over a uh, christmas break there were some um, incredible sales yeah like you know you buy like 10 you know 10 bucks and you get like 10 new games mm -hmm. uh, but um so i might have uh speaking of addictions alex i got uh terraria <laughs> Which I don't know anyone with it yet. I have unfortunately. it. Unfortunately. Oh, well, there we go. I haven't started playing it yet, though. But are we Steam friends? I think we are. Okay. Maybe not. I don't know. That should be. That should be fixed. Yes. Are you part of the gamers all group? On Steam, uh, no. Oh my gosh, Adam. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. We'll we'll remedy this. I did not. I didn't like know what Steam was until like. Last year. Well, okay. I knew what it was, but I was dumb, so I didn't do anything on Steam. But now that I have Terraria, huh. You know, it's one of those games where you, like, much like Minecraft, but you load it up for, like, five seconds because you're like, oh, you know, I'll do, like, you know, go kill some enemies or something. And then suddenly, like, you know, some giant monster spawns out of the ground and you end up fighting it for the next hour or something. So. How do you fight it? Uh, running, mostly. Um <laughs> Shoot, <laughs> shoot it with things and run like heck. 
Okay. Don't fall down pits and die. I don't know. I'm very bad at the game, but, you know, that hasn't stopped me before. I haven't started playing it yet, but I have it on my PC. It's, like, relaxing, too. You can just, like, dig tunnels and you find some gold and feel better for a little bit. A lot of people say it's like Minecraft, only better. <clears throat> there, There's kind of more stuff to do. There's more directions. Like, you can do kind of quests and stuff. See, now I'm going to have to fire that up today. <laughs> I'm, I might, too. After I after I teach this afternoon, I might make... Because Terraria is going to be my game of the week for next week, so... Or next time. Oh, I know. I really sold it. I know, but... Uh... <laughs> You like it's not quite stuff. as terrible. You can build like a, I build like a castle, you know. So then when zombies come at me, I just sit in the castle. So it, it's quite fun. I like it. Nice. That's it. That is all I've been playing. Okay, I'll go next. I've been playing lots of stuff. Um, <clears throat> ho ho. <laughs> uh, in preparation for, well, I bet you've played more than that. You just haven't written them down. Is my hunch. But anyway, so. In preparation for talking about puzzle games, I went back and visited Bejeweled. So I played some Bejeweled over the break. Um, Bit Trip Runner, and its uh, and its iOS counterpart. I think it's Bit Trip Beats or something like that, which is sort of fun. That'd be a, it's a fun iPad game if you if you play that. Um, I played Zelda Skyward Sword, uh, which. That's the new that's the new Zelda game. So I have a mixed mixed feelings about the Zelda game. Um I can see that it is an incredible game and really well made, cool story, cool mechanics, good use of the Wii remote, all of that. Um but it just wasn't my type of game, so I didn't get into it. I played it for I don't know, a couple days trying to get into it and I just didn't get into it. But don't think I'm hating on it, because it, I can see that it's a very good game, just not, not really my style. Um, I played Eats, which is my game of the week, so I'll talk about that later. I also played Plants vs. Zombies, as I mentioned in the intro. And I played Clones, which is a type of Lemmings, a new type of Lemmings game, uh, where you have, you can assign roles to your little clones and they can dig or build stairs or something like that. Um, and it's just as addictive as lemmings. I put a ton of time into it, but I wouldn't go into it expecting a whole lot new from like the lemmings genre. The only thing that's different is that you can play some cool multiplayer stuff and I can't find anybody to play with. So I just had to like watch a video about it, which is lame, but I know (laughs) I'm so sad. Um, but the multiplayer features did look kind of cool, so that, that's a good one to check out. But that's uh, that's me. That's what I'm doing. Huh. Well, then I guess I'll go. Is Samantha in the room? Okay, I played Burgess Friends. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I heard I, you. Oh, darn it. I thought I could sneak it in. <laughs> She's going to uh, get you. <laughs> I uh, played Angry Birds, and I played Angry Birds Seasons. And, um, cause they're on my phone and, um, which I pretty much played at every opportunity. I also, uh, chain reaction. You guys know that one? No, what's that? Um, it, you can Google Chrome. It's free. The only problem is that it doesn't go to very high levels, but it's great when you need to zone out. You are 
you have to make these dots run into this other dot, and that's really all wow. it is. That sounds awesome. Well, no, yeah, but every time. I hate dots. <laughs> it's, it's probably, maybe it's so simple that, that it's fun, and, but every level you have to make more dots run into your dot that you put on the board, and then it ex they explode and expand and explode and expand. You know what I mean? And then more will run into it, and eventually you have to get like 50 to run into the thing. And I, I, I cannot picture this. Are the dots like moving around, and you're like... Yeah, it's sort of like, the screen looks a little bit like, like old school asteroids. Okay. And then you put, I mean, it's nothing with graphics. It's in Google Chrome for free, and... Um, you, like I say, you just set your dot down and they blow up into it. And it's really much more fun than I'm probably describing. Um, but I played that quite a bit too because it was fun to zone out with it. And um, I did still play some Red Dead Redemption. I can't get away from my Western uh, game. But that's that's the extent, I think, of what I really played. Nothing too exciting. Hmm. I see. Did you do any puzzle games? Um. Well, like I said, I... I puzzled over the puzzle games, and I and I did play um, just here and there. I don't even know the names of some of them, but like uh, addicting games, or you know, mm -hmm. I put in puzzle games, and I just would see what came up. But um, obviously, I have played Bejeweled Blitz or Bejeweled before, right? Mm -hmm. um, and 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 I was still trying to think, well, what qualifies exactly as a puzzle game? You know, right? So that's what I know cool. about that. Well, it must be my turn. Yes, it is. Um, I played a couple of different things. I played uh, Dr. Lutrec and the Forgotten Knights um, for the 3DS, which is kind of, um, I'll talk uh, more about it when we talk about uh, puzzle games, even though it's not going to go in the time capsule. Um, it's kind of like a, a Professor Layton knockoff Um Except in, uh, instead of uh, being Professor Layton, um, you are Dr. Lutrec, <laughs> um, <laughs> who is uh, kind of an, an archaeologist, uh, but not a hero slash quester because he looks down on those folks because they're not basically true scientists. Mm. Um, and he has um, a, a female graduate assistant, seemingly. Uh -uh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're funny um that works alongside him um and i'll talk but i guess i'll talk more about that game later um i played that this week um or in the in the time that has transpired um i have also been playing a lot of um legend of zelda four swords the 25th anniversary edition um which um I guess last at the end of last year was um, a free download for DS owners. Um, I don't think it was just 3DS because I'm pretty sure I have it. I put it on my DSIs too. Um, so it's just the it's a, a, a 25th anniversary remake of uh, Legend of Zelda Four Swords. And like I've said before, I was not a Legend of Zelda fan the first time around for most of these games. Mm -hmm. Um, so I am really kind of enjoying, you know, the, uh, resurgence of the, the Zelda games on the DS, um, on the DS platform. And, uh, Four Swords had me like sucked in totally and completely. Um, so, I, and I'll talk probably 
a bit about more about that later. But it it is where you play as, of course, Link, but you also get kind of a companion to go along with you. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's lots of tag team uh, puzzle solving um, and logic puzzles because you have to play as two characters at once. Um, And one thing that's nice about this edition, um, the 25th anniversary edition, is that if other people have it, you can um, play cooperatively with um, up to three other folks. You just, you know, you, you, you play together as multiplayer. So it's actually pretty cool. And I have it on all my DSs, so somebody's going to have to play with me. Um. Yeah, I definitely will. It sounds, it sounds awesome. I never really played Zelda much as a kid either, so I would enjoy that. Uh, it's, it's a whole lot of fun. Um, and of course, yeah, I've been playing more Skyrim. Dragonborn. <laughs> yes, because I am Dragonborn. <laughs> I don't know why anybody be surprised about that, but yeah, I've been playing more Skyrim. Um. A, a one thing that might be surprising is I've been playing Minecraft. Um, that is shocking to me. It is shocking. I know. Uh-huh. Um, not just regular old Minecraft, but they re- they uh, released the iOS version of Minecraft. Um, and since I was restricted to uh, handheld games, and specifically handheld games that I uh, basically already owned or could download. Uh, because we spent uh, a good bit of our our Christmas vacation in the hospital. Yeah, I was wondering if we were going to talk about why one of the reasons we're delayed. Well, we can talk about one of the reasons we we're delayed in 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 the hospital for good reason rather than a bad reasons. Um, as good of my a partner, reason as it gets. Yeah, good yeah. as it gets. My partner had a heart transplant last month, um, so we spent a good bit of time in the not a good bit because it was actually not as much time as most people would think um, in the hospital. Um, but we are home safe and sound and she is recovering nicely. Um, and miraculously, and has, right? Mir- yeah. Miraculously. Yeah. Um, that's one of the good things about, you know, that is probably the only good thing about having a heart condition at a young, young ish, I was a young ish age, <laughs> um, rather than old, is that you're still strong. Right. And you can recover from things. You can recover from things so well. Um, so, but we were out of the hospital less than two weeks, um, and she's home, and she's walking around, and she's doing things, and she has more energy than she's had in years, and it's a really, really good thing. So, we were in the hospital for a good reason. Um, it was like the best Christmas slash New Year's present we could have ever gotten. I know it like chokes me up just to hear about it. That is, that's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing, especially that it was over Christmas and. And we've been waiting a long time. And you've had some false starts. <laughs> yeah. So. So we're good. Um, so, yeah, Minecraft. I was stuck playing Minecraft because I could download it on my phone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, did have my, I did have my laptop with me. But, you know, um, and, and I, I actually stayed at the hospital with her. Um, whenever she's in for extended periods of time, they just bring me a cot and I sleep there. Um, uh-huh. my mom was, my mom was in town. So she and the baby were at a, at a hotel across the street from the hospital and they just shuttled back and forth and, you know, and hung out and did stuff. Um, but the hospital rooms are not conducive to, uh, to gaming, even <laughs> if you do have a computer. Um, cause those, you know, wheelie wheelie wobbly hospital tables are not the greatest um 
and folks look at you funny if you're like wearing headphones and screaming and, and screaming at various characters. On your That's what I would wonder is like if the laptop would probably be sort of obtrusive, especially in, in, in cardiac intensive care. Uh, <laughs> so lots of handheld games. Um, so I did play Minecraft and, and, and like I said, it was more of a, a forced playing than anything else because it, it's still, you know, Minecraft, I can see, you know, the the allure for some folks, but it's not for me. Um, it's just not. Um, I also played. Hold on a second. Uh, and yet it moves. Oh baby! <laughs> I have a woodpecker in my office. Tap 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 tap. So I also played. Uh, and yet it moves um, on Steam. And my woodpecker knows. Okay. My woodpecker. <laughs> I apologize. That is the most adorable <laughs> thing I've ever heard. <laughs> the contrast with Adam's voice is wonderful. I know. I play And Yet It Moves on Steam, uh, which is a, a puzzle game that is, is you know, Alex and I get off on the, on the kind of graphics of some of these Steam mm -hmm. games. Uh, and uh, <laughs> this is one of those games that w it basically is all done in paper cutouts, and it's a puzzle game. It's kind of Escher-esque in that you have to rotate the the landscape in order to get your uh, little man who's walking through um, through a puzzle. Um, it was pretty cool. Um, I played that. I played a bit of that. Um, I played Bejeweled 2 and Bejeweled Blitz um, when they were also on my phone. Um, but I played a lot of those. Um, and because they're also connected to, they're also connected to Facebook. Um, and speaking of Facebook, um, I also played, I got drawn into a new Facebook game, Castleville. Uh, yeah. um, and this is one that Alex Lane actually has not joined me in playing. It is oh. probably the only one. It's I, I, I'm astounded with myself. I apologize with my whole heart, uh -huh. and will join um, the second we are done with this podcast. Sure, <laughs> sure. I have no excuse. I just did not see it. Wow, um, I know so everyone's disappointed. They can't even. I, speak. I know. I this is it's sad. Sad. And that's what I've been playing. Um. Did we cover everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then we could do our next, our next fun part is what you've been reading. And I'll go first because I only have one thing that I've been reading. Um, well, I have my, uh, one of the things that I, I got a new Kindle over Christmas. Um, the fire? No, just a new Kindle. Mm. Um, I wasn't interested in the fire and it wasn't a Christmas present. I bought it for myself because the, my old Kindle wasn't holding a charge. Oh um, yeah, that's right. Um, so I, uh, got a new Kindle, um, and I'm glad I did, um, I, that it was, it was miraculous how, you know, you never realize kind of how, how, how handy some of those things are until you find yourself in a situation where you can't get out and go to a bookstore and do all these things. It's like, oh, well, mm -hmm. I'm done with this book and I need a new one, or I don't like this book and I want a new one. Um, what do I do now? Um, so... One of the things that I uh, started reading over break was 
George R. R. Martin's The Game of Thrones, the first mm. book. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, excellent. Book. Excellent. It, it's an excellent <laughs> book. It's, it's, uh, you know, and it, it's pretty impressive. Okay, so it was, uh, yeah, it was a great book. And uh, that is about all I've been reading. I mean, I've read a couple of chapters, like sample chapters of other stuff as I was trying to find myself a, a way out of um, a way out of Game of Thrones. But you know what? There wasn't any way out. I got totally and completely sucked in. <laughs> yeah. And those books are like 5,000 pages a piece. So I'll be reading them forever. Have you, what, <laughs> have you seen the show? Yeah, I have. I've seen. Well, I've watched half the series. Um, I have the other half waiting on my um, on my DVR waiting for me. But one of the funny things that I noticed is I'm about twenty percent of the way through the first book, mm-hmm. um, and I've already covered you know like more than half of the first season of the television show. Yep. Oh. I'm like, well, good lord. So you know, it's gonna take like three seasons just to make it through the first book at this rate. But, Which I'm okay with. <laughs> <laughs> Except everybody be old and dead by the time it's done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but um, I'm reading, to be perfectly honest. I can go next, because I have a book that's in line with George R. R. Martin. I read, and Adam, keep your appalling noise to yourself here. I've read the uh, fourth book in the Inheritance Cycle. <sighs> <laughs> Um, the Aragon books by the 17-year-old kid, if you are familiar with it by that name. Um, it's so funny. So I, I really love the first three books. So I'm reading the fourth one on the way back from Minnesota. I'm not driving, obviously. So I'm sitting there reading, 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 reading. Um, I'm like a half to three quarters of the way through. Um, we get home. We bring our stuff in. My book's gone. It's not in the house. It's not in the car. So somewhere between Minnesota and Indiana, I lost the book. My brand new hardcover inheritance book. Oh, no. And I'm very, very sad. So I don't know the ending. I'm guessing the good guy wins. No, I was going to say, I think they die. I think they die. (laughs) So I was super sad about that. I also am reading, rereading, rather, uh, Homo Ludens. And um, Lisa Gittleman's Always Already Knew. Homo Ludens is a probably one of the first game theory-ish books uh, written by John Huizinga. If you've heard of things like the Magic Circle and so forth, that's uh, that comes from that book. And is also really racist, which... Uh. Uh, I mean, it doesn't surprise you because it was like in the 50s. But, uh, but yeah that was pointed out to me and I was like, absolutely. So, uh, that and Lisa Gittleman's always already new talking about like hot new media and technology and sort of how those things develop and change us and we change that and so forth. So that's what I'm reading. I'm required to read those things in Sam's class, by the way. Oh, I was going to say, but they sound really fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) Only a smart person would say you should read that. (laughs) <laughs> do i just oh, uh, cheat yeah. then oh sorry but oh, no, do i just yeah. cheat then because i'm also reading homo, homo <laughs> ludens uh for the same class homo um, ludens and Gittleman. have you did you read anything else over break in addition no <laughs> not to put you on the spot 
I have to think about that. Actually, was already reading, uh, rereading a little bit because we have um, for our 106 students, we have them do a uh, rhetorical analysis of serious of a serious game. So we actually have them read um, a little bit of the first chapter of Huizinga. Um, not the racist parts, but we have them read the uh, um, some of the stuff about like when he defines what play is, and mm-hmm. they kind of uh, talk about that, like the magic circle and stuff mm-hmm. like that, um, or uh, the fact that play has to be like separate from real life. So um, they usually have fun, kind of picking that apart. Um, usually, just throw out stuff like you know. There's plenty of people who, for play, it's not just, like, for fun, you know? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who get paid more than any of us will ever see for, you know, playing a game, so... Um, and is it really fun when you're playing Plants vs. Zombies at 4 in the morning and you're so tired you feel like <laughs> you're going to die, but you keep yes. going? Is that fun? Clearly, know. for some people, it is. <laughs> There's a type of fun called, like, masochism, right? I don't know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, oh. that's true. That's a new kind of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, then, I don't have Samantha as a teacher, so (laughs) I didn't read anything neat. Um, Only thing that I was reading were, uh, well, because the Sycamore Review uh, has such a huge uh, backlog, or, you know, they've got so many submissions that they have kind of put out a plea to alumni to help. So, probably for the last year, I've read their slush pile. You know, the stuff that they sent. So I've been reading fiction, you know, (laughs) submissions. Hmm. And, um, yeah, it's real fun because you get to decide, you know, the fate of the piece, you know, yes or no. Uh, I don't know uh, if I've read anything really interesting. Otherwise, other than I was reading an article last night about the most sexist games uh, in, I think, 2011, which was interesting. So just news. Interesting. What games were they? Um... I have I can put the link on our um oh the most these might be the most sexist gamers gamers on the planet. Okay. Gamers? And I can put yeah, I can put it in um in our Google Docs. It was okay. it was uh it was uh kind of interesting to read. I'll put it uh, in the news. I was gonna say I think it would be pretty easy to do most sexist games of two thousand eleven. Well yeah, Duke, Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem. Yeah. <laughs> cough cough. <laughs> When you have the release party in a strip club, probably not going in the right direction. <laughs> anyway, I, po- I posted it in our okay. Google Docs. So. <laughs> anyway, so that's all I've been reading. You know, just getting ready for the new semester kind of stuff. So. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. All right. So, the, uh, the, the question that's always a good one, but never as fun as it is at night <laughs> what you drinking, folks? <laughs> I got a big old cup of coffee and ice water. Not mixed together. That is a separate cup. Coffee on the rocks. Coffee on the rocks, because I'm <laughs> hardcore like that. <laughs> so, uh, I'm boring. Well, I'm Fancy drinking coffee fiction. straight up, because I'm real hardcore. Mm-hmm. But I am drinking, because um, I have one of those Keurig machines. Mm. Um, and Keurig actually has a blend slash roast slash coffee called Rev, R-E-double-V, um, where they take the little Keurig cups and they like cram twice as much coffee into them, like really strong coffee. So you get like twice the kick in each cup. Wait, if it's R-E-double-V, <laughs> isn't that just R-E-W? No. Oh. <laughs> 
In whose world would that would two V's be a W, Alex Lane? <laughs> Certainly not my world. <laughs> I think Rue is a pretty good name for a drink too. That's true. It's like a sauce. Rude. Okay. I was gonna say, but that's like a sauce thickener, not necessarily a drink. I don't think if I saw something called rue, I would not drink it. How about um, like regret? I was thinking regret. <laughs> oh, rue, you will rue the day. Rue the day. R U E, not R O U X. I know it's much funnier now that I've explained the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of rue, I had the most amazing chowder last night, homemade, uh, oh. not by me. Uh, of course not. It had corn and shrimp, like tons of shrimp. It was delicious. Sidebar. Sidebar. Oh, well, you people are drinking coffee, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm bringing, I'm bringing the dew. I have Mountain Dew. Diet Dew or regular Dew? No, I don't drink Diet Dew. The yeah. Dew has to be real. Yeah, Diet Dew is gross. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll drink Diet Coke, Diet Pepsi, but not Diet Dew. I drank. I drank that when when Lisa was in the hospital. There was a the hospital cafeteria had uh, Throwback Mountain Dew stock. Yeah, so, yeah. yes, <laughs> that's where it's at. What a, what is your other what is your other soda story from the hospital? You have another one. Which one? The Dr Pepper one. <laughs> Which Dr Pepper one? Oh, <laughs> the, the 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 man's Dr Pepper. Yeah, the Dr Pepper oh, Twelve Lord. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the only diet Dr. Pepper they had. And I was like, I will drink toilet water before I drink the man's Dr. Pepper. <laughs> they probably wouldn't let you buy it. <laughs> I had to like flash genitalia in order to buy it. Right? <laughs> like, you don't have to have ID. You just got to flash. You got to flash your junk. You I, know, I always sneak my money to Adam and make him go get it for me. <laughs> sell it to me. I don't think I'd be allowed to buy it either. Though. Not, <laughs> not hardcore enough. Like, no. no, keep walking. Keep walking. <laughs> Y'all not from around here, right? <laughs> Back the way you came. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, that got violent quickly. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Can we do some news? Yeah, it's news time. News it up. And our uh, resident newscaster, Alex Lane. Uh, that's not true. I just had free time. Okay. So, free-to-play EverQuest 2 sees a 300% increase in new user registration, which might not be that surprising. But, however, they also saw a 200% increase in in-game purchases after going free-to-play. So, my question to you guys, based on this story, is, is this going to be the trend? Um, we saw Lord of the Rings go online yeah. for free-to-play. Star Wars, too, right? Star Wars free. Uh, Build Republic? Republic? Not, yet. Uh, Not yet. Yeah, I didn't think so, yeah. Okay. Um, of course, WoW, you still pay. So I'm just curious, what do you guys think? You know, I th- you know th- it made perfect sense when folks started going free-to-play uh, because one of the things that people don't like necessarily doing is pl- is paying a monthly fee for a game that they're not sure they're going to be playing every day, mm-hmm. even though most people who do play MMOs are playing them a lot. Um, 
And, and we've already seen from the Facebook type games how much money people will actually throw at free games. You understand what I mean? In terms of buying extra stuff and coins and new quests and fancy outfits. I mean, they've been doing it for years with um, buying like EverQuest items. It started way back then on eBay. Mm-hmm. Right? Like armor and 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 weapons and such. So, you know, it only made sense for the companies to start taking advantage of that. And rather than, you know, trying to tack that on, which some companies did originally, trying to tack that on to a monthly fee-based game, um, it only made more sense to make the game free and then sell the other crap because people will spend way more money on the other crap than they will um, than they than fourteen ninety nine or fourteen ninety five or whatever the monthly fee whatever the monthly fee is. Free-to-play like. could pretty much be called microtransaction. Right. To right. play. Right. <laughs> microtransaction to play, exactly. All right. I love it. Next, moving on. On live app coming to iOS, which means that people with iPads and iPhones will now be able to use Microsoft products like Microsoft Word oh. on their iPad and iPhone. Nice. I put that on there because I was really excited about that. So. Yeah. Might not be big I, I'm excited for on live, yeah, to hit to hit the iPad because mm-hmm. um, there are some games that might be fun to play. I've played a couple of things on on live, um, like I played Orcs Must Die and a couple other like a couple other things. I haven't played any kind of huge games on on live um, simply because I, I need a controller to play most of those games. Yeah, um, and having a Mac, you know, it's not very conducive to to hooking a to hooking a 360 controller too. So, even though I know it's possible, I just haven't done it. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. <laughs> all right. Um, I thought this one was really interesting. Foxconn workers threaten mass suicide um, if they don't get a pay increase. Uh, so that. Foxconn, uh, they produce stuff for Apple, Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft. And I'm sure you will remember, because this is the company that a couple years ago had to install nets because their workers kept jumping off the assembly lines and committing suicide. There was like 12 suicides in a day or something. Like people would just jump off. Um, So they had to have these nets. I mean, imagine an industry where it gets so bad and people hate their job so much and it's such bad conditions that they literally jump commit off suicide. <laughs> like, oh my god commit suicide and you have to install nets like i want to know the guy installing the nets wasn't he like something seems wrong about this <laughs> like, like instead of making working conditions better we are installing nets like i don't know it just blows my mind but anyway yeah. so they're gonna they're gonna do mass suicide if they don't get their pay raise so wow so, that's pretty crazy yeah that which is. which they didn't get they didn't get by the way but i don't think anybody uh I don't think anybody killed themselves. Wow. Well, that's good. Yeah, I can't remember now. Uh, maybe that was uh, maybe that was the last one. So yeah. Anyway. So there you go. So when next time we're playing our three sixties, we've got to remember those people jumping off the assembly lines in China. Oh. Wow. Way to be a downer. Not to be a total downer. Jeez, Jeez. Debbie Downer. (laughs) I know what is wrong with me. Um, okay. And then, of course, there is our indie game of the week. Am I still talking? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> we like to listen to you talk. Um, okay. I'll skip those two. Indie game of the week. Eats. It's weird. Uh, it's kind of like a, uh, Lemmings game. 
um, you're trying to get uh, your you have an eat, which is like a little character, and you put food, different types of food, around the board, um, and to try and get them to maneuver the board in such a way that they get to this puzzle piece to collect. So does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have some food like angry food, and then they'll be able to jump really far because they're angry, or scared food, uh, and then they won't jump off the ledge because they're scared. Um, and things like that. It's so it's it's interesting. Um, it's it would be really fun for for a kid, I think, to play. Um, the graphics are fun. They're, it's like a Berenstein Bear book. The graphics. Um, so I know it's a, it's pretty adorable. Um, the music is is fine. It's not amazing, but it's it's fine. It's it gets it helps get really intense as you're going through the game. Uh, and what I think is interesting is the slogan of it, which is hunger is emotional. <laughs> um, so the whole premise of the game is you're changing the emotions of this eat to manipulate it to get to the puzzle piece by feeding huh. it different kinds of food, right? That causes different so types of emotions. So you're giving some kind of weird eating disorder. Yeah, isn't that totally weird? Oh, that is weird. So like, yeah, I don't know. So so the the implications there are just are uh, something to think about. Wow. They stood out to me. That is why I made that one instead of instead of um, uh, Clones, which they're very similar games. I actually enjoyed Clones more, but I wanted to put this one as the indie game of the week because I thought the the hunger issues in it would be fun to talk about. Hmm. Uh, and next week I'm going to do Terraria, finally. So there you go. Awesome. Thanks, Alex Lang. No problem. So, <clears throat> since this is the fa- the first uh, podcast of the new year, uh, we decided to do a kind of quick year in review <clears throat> and talk about what our favorite games of 2011 were, as well as our biggest depo- uh, disappointments of 2011. Um, and because we like to put our guests on the spot, <clears throat> <laughs> we're going to start with Adam Strands this week. So what you got for us, Adam, for 2011? All right. Um, guess should we start with like the fun one first, the good one, our, our favorite game? Sure. Yeah. Eh, eh. Um, so I won't choose. I'll try not to choose something I guess that other people would probably go for. So I will say my game of the year will be not something obvious like Skyrim, uh, but I'm going to go with Disgaea 4. <laughs> Ooh. So... Um, should I say a little bit about it? Yes. Yeah, I doubt any of you have played it. Yeah, I, I am. Uh, I, I actually not. did play it. Oh, did you like it? No. All right. <laughs> um, so, okay, I'm going to sell it then. Uh, so basically, um, Disgaea series is a JRPG. Um, you have turn-based battles. Um, you kind of gather a huge army together of people um, to basically take over the world, although the world in this case is the underworld because you pretty much always are fighting in some sort of hell because you're a demon. Um, but very pleasant. Everyone's very happy there. It's, they're, they're all very fun. Um, is that for real? or? Yeah. So you're in hell, but everybody's happy? Well, you're in like the underworld, but like as demons, you're not like scary demons. You're usually like... I don't know, stupid <laughs> demons. <laughs> like, in this one, your main character, you're a vampire demon, because, you know, why not? Um, and you're actually a teacher, 
I was gonna say you train other demons. Yeah. Yeah, you're a you're an instructor, um, and he inadvertently kind of starts a rebellion against the king of the underworld, the president, um, because he was pissed off about something, and he inadvertently starts gathering all these allies, and he's kind of stupid, um, but somehow you amass an army. And I mean, they're fun games. You can get up to level 9,999. So they kind of (laughs) promote that endless uh, replayability. Yeah. You know, I know you love JRPGs, but I played uh, Persona (laughs) 4. And oh, that's great. Is it like that game where you don't actually play? You just keep hitting X over and over to like get through the toxins? Or is there actual play that happens in this game? Yes, you play and press X a lot. You know, they're not uh, much like Persona Four. I'd say the storyline is very key to kind of enjoying the game. Okay. Like if you don't like the characters, you're not going to care very much that you know whatever is happening. I suppose, but yeah. Um, so it's so it's a definitely you got to get in on the story, not just the play, the game. Right. Play. So if I'm skipping through all the all the Quest text, so like I usually so do. So it's not for you, yeah. Yeah, not for me. That's cool. <laughs> Pretend it's Aragon. You don't skip like three pages, right? And just go to the... I don't know. Sometimes I do. <laughs> skip to the next Truth. dialogue. Oh Truth, comes yeah. uh. Truth comes out. Truth comes out. It's probably one of the reasons I didn't like Zelda as much, too, because there's lots of lots of good story. It works if you're kind of a, a math nerd a bit too if you really like tweaking stats and stuff where you're excited to find a sword with plus one you know over the last one equip um, it guys so cool i'm just really selling it here it's all right um <laughs> let's just go okay farm let's get should i just go to the disappointment sure, then? Go ahead. Right, right. i'm gonna go with maybe a bit more of a triple a title right i'll go with dragon age 2 because that wow. game kind of sucked Ah. <laughs> Same um, well the the basic idea of the first dragon age is dragon age origins i guess they actually called it um because they were very focused on the origins you could play as like one of six different or four different races um as well as different classes you could be like the poor dwarf the rich dwarf the poor elf in like the slums the rich kind of like haughty elves, stuff like that. Um, And you kind of led this weird... God, it was another rebellion, I think. I don't know. You led a rebellion or something against, like, the guys in charge. Um, But people really got into the storyline. People really loved the story. Um, You could kind of, like, train your group to do different stuff. So, like, it was action-y, but um, there was a lot of, like, kind of uh, tactics and stuff to it. And they pretty much threw all of that out for Dragon Age 2. Um, you basically just ran around and pressed X to like murder everyone around you in circles. Um, yeah, that sounds much more fun. You could only play as a human, <laughs> so it kind of threw out all that storytelling that people really liked. Um, I mean, I, I know people who really liked it, but it kind of changed so much. Everyone who was really excited for the sequel was kind of a little put off. Um, and just lazy wise, uh, laziness, they kind of... The game was super short, you know, they didn't actually, like, redo very much. It was kind of all the same graphics. Um, You kind of would fight through one tunnel or, you know, a a beautiful forest, but you were stuck in a tunnel through it. Um, Mm -hmm. Kind of that, 
I think it's emblematic of a lot of these, you know, twos of games that they don't know were going to be super popular that suddenly get a sequel right away that isn't very good. So they like try to put it out quickly and yeah, I mean, it to came capitalize out. momentum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it came out less than a year, I think, than the first one. So it's just kind of like <sighs> spit out. <laughs> you played Dragon Age too, didn't you, Sam? No, I played Dragon Age Wars, not two. Okay, I never got. I, 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 I won't say I never got around to playing two. I actually made kind of a, a conscious decision not to play two because I had heard from so many folks, you know, that it just didn't live up to to the original one. Um, especially because one of the things that I loved so much about Origins was being able to play the origin stories of of the various races and then to be restricted to only being a human in the second one just didn't do it for me. I mean, and that doesn't say that when I see it like dirt cheap at some game store uh, or online, I'm not going to pick up a copy. Um, but yeah, right now, no, it's still not, it's still not, it's still not there for me. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it should be like five dollars. It's five dollars. Five dollars, I'll pick it up. Yeah. A yeah. friend of mine lent me Origins and two, so I will definitely play Origins first. Yes, <laughs> definitely should. <laughs> All right, other folks for favorite game, biggest disappointments. Anybody want to volunteer to go next? Well, I, I I can volunteer because we can save again the best for last. Um, Ouch. I, uh, uh, what I'm talking about, Samantha. No, <laughs> <laughs> or Alex, either one. But um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess you're right. I didn't mean to. Like, he's we're a guy. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. That was bad. Um, I liked Batman: Arkham City because I like Batman, and it was really fun, and I liked the graphics, and there was cool things you could do, like uh, Oh, the first part of it, I was in a church, and I could go from, like, gargoyle to gargoyle. You know, I don't know. It was neat, and I had cool vision and all these little trinkets, and um, I was just really, I wanted to be able to play more of it, but I didn't get as much of a chance as I wanted. But what I did play, I was in love with, and I got that through my game fly. So the constant bitches didn't bother you? Um, well, you mean, like, Harley Quinn? Uh Uh-huh. Um, yeah, well, and I didn't like well, their big everybody, stuff. and well, Catwoman being a bitch, 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 all through it. Yeah, well, and I didn't, I mean, no, I mean, you know, because they are kind of supposed to be that way, aren't they? In the comics and everything else, I mean, it's kind of. I mean, but constantly being called a bitch. Oh, that stuff. Yeah. I think that's only if you play through the Catwoman part of it, right? She gets so, called a bitch all the time. Yeah. By I all and... Yeah, well, that's because yeah, you got it from GameFly, so you didn't get the actual. Yeah, I didn't. Content. Yeah, no, that, that that's why I was like, I don't remember too much of it, but I I uh, about that stuff. But um, yeah, you ca- had to get the special pack to be Catwoman, right? Well, it came with the game when you when you bought the game new. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I didn't get that, but okay. it would pop up as if it was some sort of offer, but you know you can't do it, so you know what I mean. Um, and then biggest disappointment. I'll, I have to think of my second biggest disappointment. Um, I'll go ahead and go with your biggest disappointment. <laughs> well, all right. Well, I was disappointed with L.A. Noir. Um, I was the only thing I really liked is that you could just push a button and you could drive. You didn't have to like aimlessly go all over the place like with Red Dead Redemption. So I, I thought that was a good change to their game type of play. But um, I don't know. It got redundant mm-hmm. to me, and the graphics were cool, but 
it wasn't as big as what everybody was saying. Like, oh, this is going to be just like a movie, and it's really stopped. You know, the the special uh, sensors on the face, and we had real actors, and you know, I was, whatever. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't notice anything spectacular that got all the hype. It just wasn't worth the hype to me. It was just the regular old uh, Grand Theft Auto, but set in the 1930s or whatever it is, and 50s yeah. or 50s, 40s. Yeah, and so I, uh, yeah, it has to be 50s because it's World War II, but um. The past, whatever. The past. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I, I, that was my biggest disappointment, and mostly from gameplay, and just that it didn't live up to the hype for me. Uh -huh. Okay. That's good. See, because I, like, I said, go ahead and go with your biggest, because that wasn't my biggest disappointment. But you didn't like L.A. Noir from the beginning. No, I didn't. And I actually, and it's not my biggest disappointment, because I actually did really like that game, and I think, Alex, you did too, mm -hmm. um, early on. Um, it, it just got to be a bit much after a while for me because the cases were just kind of starting to be repetitive as we yeah. got, you know, as we hit that third disc on the 360, it was like, really, here we go again. Um, That's exactly right. They didn't have uh, like a compelling enough story or enough to, like changes in what's yeah. happening and twists and all that kind of stuff to make it. To make, to get you through that third disc yeah. without going, oh, for the love of God, it's kind of like Titanic. And when I when I saw that at the movie theater, like twenty minutes in, I was going, "Oh, for the love of God, just sink this fucking boat already!" And awesome. That's good. You know, Titanic's coming back out to theaters, yeah. right? In three D, so you can do it again. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, yes. that's not gonna happen. And, um, and I have the excuse now of us being so seriously immunosuppressed that we can't go to movie theater. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to start hitting up people for uh, bootleg copies of movies because it'll be a while before we can actually go back into a movie theater because they're germ pits. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was like, not that I'm in favor of bootleg movies and, you know, <laughs> video piracy. I'm joking to a certain extent, even though we were on our way to the movies when we got our call about about a heart being available to us. So we didn't oh, get yeah. to see Mission Impossible either. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, man. But you know what? A heart is better than Mission Impossible. That's right. Well, you don't know, do you? Because you didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making a wild guesstimation right here, yeah. I would say. <laughs> Making a wild guesstimation. Making a wild guesstimation. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, I'll go next. Uh, my favorite game of 2011, which is going to be the same as my time capsule game, is Tidy Bang Story, which I have, really yep, which I have talked about a, a lot um, on here. The graphics were amazing. The music was awesome. The hardness level of it was great. Um, the only thing I didn't like about it was that. Uh, I beat it in like six hours and now I don't have any more to play. And that makes me very sad. Um, but if that game went on for 50 hours or a hundred hours, I would definitely play it. Um, just all around well-rounded, my favorite game of 2011. It seemed surprising to you, Sam. It does. I, I that one, that one took me fast. Well, Civ five was 2010. Otherwise that would be mm -hmm. my favorite game. But uh, yeah, I went back. I went back through and looked at the time I'd spent on all my Steam games, and went and looked through my Xbox games, and nothing. Nothing I would rather go back and go back in time to where I hadn't played it yet, and then go through mm -hmm. it all over again, like mm -hmm. Tiny Bang Story. So nice. that is that one. And then for my biggest disappointment, um, keeping with the indie game, uh, I have two 
One is trauma, the in, the indie game trauma. Um, yeah, which was you're like in you were in this accident, right? And you're sort of like trying to put these pieces back together. But basically, what the game is is you have a scene and you have to like find the photographs hidden in the scene. So it's really stupid. So not stupid. I don't mean I don't mean that. I don't mean that. It's it was not compelling enough for me, but some other people might dig it. Um and the other one is Loom. Loom tied for my biggest yeah. disappointment. I was so hyped up for Loom. Remember Sam? We were so hyped up. And it was like, here's your intro level. Game over. Game over. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I've been through the tutorial. Oh, that's the end of the game. And the yeah. puzzles were too hard, so I couldn't even get through the. Yeah, some of the puzzles were hard. Level. Like if you couldn't read music, there was one that you wouldn't be able to do. And yeah, yeah, there were yeah there were a couple of uh of insanely hard puzzles in that in that one as well. Wow, yeah, I can see that. I can see definitely see those. Um, well, I guess it's my turn. Yes, it is best for last. <laughs> That's for first and last. Eh? First and last. Oh yeah, there you go. There we go. Save the day. <laughs> um, favorite game of 2011. That which is a difficult one because it's it's going to be a tie, it's going to be a tie up for me. Um, and uh, the first is going to be the obvious for me um, because I was drawn in, um, sucked in, and it ate my brain. And I am truly. Dragonborn. Dragonborn. Uh, and I and I've talked about Skyrim fifteen ways to Sunday, um, but Skyrim really has kind of taken me there. And and like I said, it was not unexpected because I really had kind of the same reaction to Oblivion because Oblivion was the game that made me get off my ass and get a three hundred and sixty in the first place. Oh wow! Oh really? Uh huh. Yep. Oblivion was what took me to a three hundred and sixty. Um. And uh, and I was sucked into it for a really long time, and I played it not only on the uh, 360, but I also played it on the PC. Um, so, and like I said, it's, it's a tie-up. It's going to be really, really, really difficult for me to choose between that and to talk about the beauty of a game, um, the narrative and narration of a game, ha ha ha, <laughs> and ultimately the music. It's got to be Bastion. Yeah, oh, yeah, Bastion. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. If I had... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I listened to that soundtrack still in my car. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I'd have to say if I just had to choose simply because it is something that is, that is new um, and something that is unlike other things, unlike in some ways, other things that I have played before, um, and been the, the first game to actually make me buy the soundtrack. If I'm going to choose favorite game of 2011, I'm going Bastion. I love it. Um, aha. Yeah. <laughs> uh, biggest d- disappointment of 2011. Um, originally, I had given Tara shit and told her she couldn't choose L.A. Noir because it was going to be me. <laughs> I was choosing that one. Uh, but it's not <clears throat> because I really enjoyed the first two thirds of L.A. Noir yeah. um, in 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 more ways than I can even express. Um, it infuriated me at moments, um, but it was interesting. Um, and I'm and I was I'm a big fan of the of the noir film genre. 
Um, and I've played other noir type games before, like the old Black Dahlia uh, PC games. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. So there, you know, <clears throat> L.A. Noir was there for me. It's just that I kind of ran out of steam on it uh, when it got a bit too repetitive near, you know, near the end. Um, but I have to say my biggest disappointment in a game that I was really, really hyped for um, and even pre-ordered. Um, and now I'm going to actually have to finish because I'm doing a presentation on it at RSA is Deus Ex. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a disappointment. Um. I expected so much more from that game. Um, And for whatever reason, and probably because it it wanted to force you to be stealthy in some ways, when I am not a stealthy gamer. I really (laughs) am not. I am running gun through and through. You can run and gun in some ways through that game, uh, but there are some things that you truly just can't do. We use Um, so few, like, bullets and... Right. And, And... you know, so that would have to be my biggest disappointment. I'm going to have to go through and play that game um, and play it the way they want me to play it, which is going to piss me off in the end because that's not <laughs> the kind of gamer I am. Um, but there needed to be more leeway for different types of gamers in that game, um, in my opinion, uh, probably because I'm not the type of gamer that they were pro- that they probably had in mind in the first place. Um, but I would have to say that was my biggest disappointment of 2011 because I was dying for that game to come out. Um, and just kind of even when, you know, after you play through the tutorial and they're dropping you off at the warehouse and they're like, okay, basically choose how you want to play this game. And I'm like, really? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then there needed to be more malleability in the gameplay. Right, you know, figure the game needed to do some work for me. You know, figure out how I'm playing this game and tailor the gameplay to me. Don't make me answer a question and force me to play the entire game that way through. Because I'm not feeling, not you know, some days I feel running gun. Mm-hmm. Some days I feel stealthy. Um, <clears throat> but don't force me to say I'm going to be running gun or I'm going to be stealthy and now you have to do only this. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think, too, it was, um, like, the amount of stuff. Like, it would take 15 minutes to walk down one hallway to, yeah. because you had to hide behind boxes and stuff. And it was just yes. the gate, you know, like, the gain from it was not worth it. But the story was really interesting. So mm-hmm. I wish, yeah, that's a good that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask for this. <laughs> that's, that's right. For this. <laughs> uh, I think we should have our caller in next because this uh it, her, her the she her question might go well with what we're talking about even though we don't know her cool. question yet so uh <laughs> is, is there an emily leg present no yes emily yes <laughs> awesome Emily, you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. All right. Yay. This is my question for you. Um, I was reading on Kotaku, and they had the Writers Guild of America um, gave awards for special outstanding achievement in video game writing. But the thing is, is that the only way that you can nominate these games is that these writers have to be members of the Writers Guild. So it left out a lot. Um, I think the games that were nominated were... Arkham City, Assassin's Creed Revelations, Uncharted 3, um, Mortal Kombat, and also Brink. So 
lots were left out. So my question for you guys is if you don't have to worry about the Writers Guild, what like five games would you guys nominate outside of the Writers Guild? Wow. Best writing. <laughs> Samantha? <laughs> That's a fabulous question. <clears throat> that is a fabulous question, and I'm like stumped. Um, Me too. And I, I, have think, time to prepare. I think for <laughs> I think for um, different reasons there are different games, and I'm going to throw two out. Um, I would say Skyrim one, mm-hmm. um, and not necessarily for uh, <clears throat> the um, the actual conversations that go on but more for the books that you find throughout game. Mm. Nice. Um, there's some awesome writing in some of those books. I mean, it, it kind of unfolds the lore um, of Skyrim for you. It tells you, you know, gives you the history of the Stormcloaks, and it gives you the history of kind of all of the different sects of folks in the game. Um, and I think that that was awesome, and that's like a metric shit ton of writing. Um and a lot to read, um, so I think that that was a that's a good that's a good way. Um, so that's one, and I think, um, and then there were some really funny, you know, really funny moments. Like like I was like walking through, and this guy came through and threatened me. It was like, yeah, I just robbed you as I was walking past like one of the thieves guilds or whatever. Yeah, I just robbed all these people, and if you say anything, I'm gonna kill you. So I killed him, and then of course the guy who was chasing him comes by and he goes, "Have you seen him?" And then your your options are different. And the option I chose was, yeah, I saw him. He went that way. Not that, yeah, I saw him. He went that way and I killed his ass, but he went that way, um, which was really funny. It made me laugh um, <clears throat> as I ran the hell out of there before he came back looking for me. Um, but then I'd say the second for me would probably be Bastion again. Um because of the narration and that not that it was anything great or anything on the level of Skyrim um, but because they had written the game is written in such a way and the writing is done in such a way that it does narrate what you do as you do it Um, and it's it is extremely tailored to your actual experience Hmm. and because it is tailored to you to what you're doing it actually changes your experience do you understand what I mean? So you yeah. have someone, it, it makes you feel more like there is someone who is watching what you're doing because they are narrating exactly what it is you're doing rather than telling you what to do. I like that too, because like a lot of times they have that voice, but it's really generic. So it's just kind of stupid. Right. Right. Exactly. That's, that's talking you through the story, but not saying what you do, what you're actually doing. Right. Yeah. Um, a couple things come to mind for me. Uh, one is civilization, even though that was late 2010, but, uh, the descriptions of the cultures and I've talked about that before. Um, and even like the interactions of your advisors and interactions with other world leaders and things like that, I thought was, there's tons of text in that game. Um, and I think that they did a good job being historically accurate with um, some stuff and obviously some things um, are still very problematic in the game. But, uh, but that is one that comes to mind for me. And then the other is um, if we're going to go smaller game, I'll take Sam's cue here and do a big game and a small game. Uh, Trine two, Uh, Trine 
has a really fun story. It's what I like about it. It's not, there's not a ton of story, uh, text and stuff in it, but it's really funny. Like the people, the guy telling the story is like, I laugh sometimes out loud while I'm by myself playing. So, um, and that's really hard to do, I think, to be funny in game text. So, so there you go. That's what I think. Wow. Yeah. So there. How do we know if some if if the writers belong to the guild or not for the game? I don't know. I just assumed that they didn't. Oh, okay. Well, that's what I was sitting here thinking. Well, I don't know if they if they do or they don't. You know. I just uh, think something besides what Emily the games that Emily said. Oh. Probably. Well, I, I would, don't know. Yeah. I would throw in a little bit more for Skyrim too, just because. I mean, maybe this is like cheating because it's not quite the text in the game, but like it's really. I haven't seen one in a long time since it where you have that kind of like water cooler game where people want to tell other people like about what they've been doing in the game mm. or like finding all the weird stuff. We're actually like filling in the little bits of story. Um, kind of personally, but also like the little bits you find where you kind of have to infer a story. You'll find like, you know, an abandoned cottage in the woods and there's like, you know, a bunch of like alchemical stuff and flowers around, but there's nobody there. You might find like a weird journal or not that kind of explains that somebody was living there, but where you find like those little ones that really make the world kind of seem lived in. And some of them are text-based. Like I found one where there was like, this like neat little pile of clothes by like a little water, like a little pool or something. And there's a little journal there. And I was like, Oh, this is pleasant. There's like somebody swimming around here. But then there was like a dead body floating in the middle. So I was like, Oh, and then if you read the journal, it was like, it was like this girl was like, you know, I heard there's been like lots of bandits in the area. And my dad says, don't go out and like, you know, because it's dangerous, so don't go outside of town. She's like, but I love my swimming hole, so I'm going to go and take a swim. You're just like, oh, that's sad. Oh, that's really sad. <laughs> but, like, you know, they build those little, those, like, really tiny little moments in where it's like, I don't know, it seems very lived in. That's cool. Until you die, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I found them. So, you know, ever the pragmatist, I took the clothes, because, you know, why not? But oh, um, Obviously. <laughs> they were nice okay but. cool Sarah you got I don't any? I know if I have another one uh, yeah I mean, I'm kind of an Adam's boat I was just trying to think of something that would step outside the bounds and I was thinking that I was actually going the other way where I was thinking like I suppose L.A. Noir, those people belong to some sort of guild and I don't know I guess it was okay the narrative it had twists and turns I didn't expect but I don't know that they deserved any kind of special recognition for that narrative right and Samantha you um, played Dead Island and uh-huh. you said that, that was kind of a not a very interesting narrative ultimately right it, it, it gave you um, you know more in the trailer it gave you more of an idea that you mm. were going to have a grand narrative than you actually do yeah um well and i thought of yours alex your binding of isaac and its warp twisted interestingness and he they probably don't belong to any kind of guild right uh the super meat boy people what are what are their names oh shoot who makes super meat boy does anybody remember Sam would know this. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, the the people who made Binding of Isaac, uh, 
that game that's what you're talking about yeah that game the- was totally weird you're right that would be that would be something to think about for nominating for best writing because of the levels of uh like religious subversion huh. oh my gosh i'm so glad sam she had to run and get her power cord but i'm glad she's not here because she would make jokes about me right now so the religious subversion <laughs> and uh you know, one time we were walking by the sign and it said, are you going to heaven? And they were like handing out Jesus literature. And in the she, game? No, no, no. This is oh, like in oh. life. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Not in the game. And the game Sam looks nice. at me and she goes, I know I, I'm no, I know how to answer that question about you. <laughs> 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 I know, right? I'll see you there. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, so yeah, that was a, that was a, that was a fun game. Good well, writing. Well, it always goes back to the fundamental question about these video games anyway. What what powers them? Is it the gameplay or is it the narrative itself? You know what I mean? Like, what is the most interesting aspect? Do you need, or do you need a, the marriage of both? And I guess maybe you need the marriage of both. Yeah, and, and certainly I think some gamers like some parts better than others. Adam likes the story more than I do. I don't, right. I typically... Maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> I typically don't care about the story. That's why games like Tiny Bang Story are my favorite. There's not really a story there, but... You know, like it's challenging and the puzzle, it's kind of puzzly, you know, things like that. So, right. And I, and I like them for the story and that's usually what compels me to play. Sam always gets really mad at me because I always skip through the, when we play together, I always am skipping through the quest text. So she's always like sitting there <laughs> still reading and I'm like 10, 10 places ahead of her and she's just stop for a second. <laughs> the game is in the story. I'm like, no, run. <laughs> not all, you know, and I've played games where it's like, I don't know why I wasted all the time reading, you know, or following the little movie or, you know, whatever, because you get to the end and it didn't mean Jack, you know? So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You know, uh, uh, Emily Noir did have a good story, at least at the beginning. I thought so. Yeah. And, but wait, the way it ultimately wrapped up, I guess, is a, is a noir, you know, genre that, that tends to go that way. But I just was like, <laughs> really? Is that, that's what we're doing? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It almost seems like good writing is kind of like, or best writing is almost like a misnomer because it's kind of like, like thinking a little further back, like Heavy Rain had a really good story, but the writing was pretty awful. I mean, that's a uh, good example. Yeah, that is. Heavy Rain was another good one um, that did some interesting things with the writing, but it wasn't necessarily good writing. <laughs> Yeah, which is probably, I'll assume, maybe there's some weird stuff for that anyways, because I'm not quite sure why Mortal Kombat would have been anywhere near this award. Oh, like, yeah, that's exactly Why do that. I need to kill that ninja over there? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> All right. So those are our uh, favorite games and biggest disappointments of 2011. Um, now, believe it or not, um it is time for our um, new favorite uh, component of the podcast, and that would be our video game time capsule. It's the Not Your Mama's Gamer Video Game Time Capsule. So the way our video game time capsule works, 
um, is that we have chosen um, a genre for the week. And of course, this week's genre is puzzle games. Uh, and we are each going to choose one game uh, from that genre to include in our time capsule. Now, this is a time capsule <clears throat> that should be opened uh, no less than 100 years from the date of, uh, of our choosing. Um, and this we do because we recognize uh, that games are indeed cultural critique and have a lot to say about who we are, uh, what we are, and what we do. Uh, and we want to be able to best convey this to um, our future selves, selves as in the race, and not our future individual selves. Um, so I plan to be there. You plan to be there. You're going to be there when they unearth this time capsule. Uh, so we will include in this time capsule not only the games, uh, CDs, cartridges, whatever they are, uh, but also... Um, the necessary hardware to play these games. So this week, as we've said before, we have chosen puzzle games. So we are each going to choose one puzzle game to include in our time capsule. Um, and, and we're going to tell why we've chosen this game. Um, and uh, Adam, have you had enough time to think about what puzzle game you would put into the time capsule? Yes. <clears throat> So tell us, sir, what would you add? I am going to go with Scribblenauts. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. Um, I suppose it's somewhat of an action-y uh, puzzle game as well, but I mean, the goal of every stage is to solve the puzzle and get the star. So uh, um, I'd put that in there because I really haven't seen another game before or since that has quite captured, I think, like the potential of utilizing um, basically whatever, you know, like whatever the player's imagination is to actually come up with something and solve a puzzle in whatever way they want. I haven't quite seen in a puzzle game um, ever again. So maybe I'll cheat and put like the second one in there because technically the controls are slightly better, but no. Well, yeah, that's not a cheat. You yeah, can choose, you idea. can choose different versions. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All versions, just throw them. Purple knots is an awesome choice. I'm mad yeah. I didn't think of that now. <laughs> Aha! Wow. Should have saved the best for last. Yeah, snap. <laughs> oh, yeah. I get snapped a lot. So. <laughs> uh, I can go next. Um, I've already talked about mine, so it'll be short. Uh, my my biggest thing is that I was between Bejeweled because it's like such a long-standing game that's been around for a long time and I've been playing it for years and years and all of that. So um, I, I love I love that uh, game, but I had to choose Tiny Bang Story for my favorite puzzle game because of all the reasons I already talked about. It's beautiful, good music, good sound, good story. Well, not solid storyline, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that. Uh, but but the, what, what's cool is that the puzzles, um, sort of like what Adam was talking about with Scribble Knots, the puzzles are different constantly. So I'm not when you go through the levels, you're not solving the same types of puzzles. You're solving totally different types of puzzles each time. So you're putting together a photograph, or you're turning pipes to try and get water to flow through, or you're looking for puzzle pieces or something you know so it's always different so that's that's uh that's what i wanted to put in as representative what what it's going to say about us 
um, representative of indie games and uh, that kind of stuff. So there you go. Well, I'll go next. Mm -hmm. I um, I thought long and hard. You know, I usually do. I do my little homework. I do my research. I have to go because, you know, English major, I have to dissect what puzzle even means, you know, and <laughs> what we're doing. But um, I think I have the, the the ultimate game that I will put into the time capsule because I think it does represent us. It represents a game that is sort of timeless. I have students that are, you know, younger than Adam and uh, and Alex, you know, 18, <laughs> 17, some of them, and they will pick this as their favorite game. And I think this qualifies. I'm going to put in Tetris. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say Tetris. Yep. Uh, it seems to withstand generations of, you know, changes. It's the simplicity, perhaps, of it that makes it so beautiful. You know, I don't know if it's what it is about it, but it does have a certain way of staying around. So I, I, I'm opting for Tetris. Cool. Cool. Yeah, that's what I'm, I think. Even though the, the whole kind of Russian theme is gone from Tetris these days, Yes. Remember when it originally came out and it was, you know, you had the kind of the the whole Russian theme um, and and that's kind of the whole way that it was set. Um, it, it's gone from it now. So it's, it's pretty interesting that they've kind of whitewashed it um, in the later years. I do not remember it having a Russian. No, I don't either. I See? do. You, you do? There you go. <laughs> what? The original Game Boy, uh, Game Boy oh, version. Game Boy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that must be... I didn't come to it to Game I, Boy. I, I had it on Game Boy. I just must not remember. Well, you were like three. Yeah, I was three. <laughs> <laughs> I probably was three. Oh, it was originally designed and programmed by a Russian... Um, Alex, Alex, Alexey Petrovinov or something. What year did it come out, does it say? Uh, it says it released June 6th, uh, 1984. So I was negative one years old. <laughs> so there you go. See, so you I think the Game Boy version was like 89, whenever the Game Boy came out. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't realize it had a Russian. Had like the Kremlin. In, I don't know. Yeah, it had the Kremlin in the background, and that was that was because now the background's just black. There was a Kremlin in the background, yeah. and, and the blocks oh, fell down. Oh yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Ah, well, even more reason to put it in because oh, I think it shows the kind of global, international, and you know, it spans the time, history. Yeah. All right, Sam. Okay, that's all. This is a hard one for me. Mm -hmm. I like puzzle games. Me too. I play a lot of puzzle games because I play a lot of puzzle games on my handhelds, um, and I also play a lot of puzzle games on my um, phone. But if I had to, I was thinking about what my puzzle game would be, um, and I, you know, I know that there are the usual kind of blocky puzzle games, the Bejeweled and all the clones. Yeah. Um, Tetris, which is, well, Tetris, there's a, Bejeweled is a Tetris clone. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as we've already got Tetris in, um, it's pretty interesting because I downloaded Dr. Mario for my, um, for my DS, which was another basically a Mario based Tetris clone that came before Bejeweled. Um, but I'm going to say that if I had to put one in simply because I like logic puzzles, mm. Um, and one of the first games that I think did a really good job for a handheld device of combining um, narrative and logic puzzles um, in, an, in an interesting way um, was, I'm going to say it, I'm horrible, Professor Layton. Um, That's not horrible. And it's got to be the first one. 
um, because I've played subsequent Professor Layton's. Um, I played subsequent play Professor Layton's, and you know they've just been more of the same. But the first one was the original one, um, and it was there, and it did good things. So I'm going to say the original Professor Layton, um, because not only does it um, give you the logic puzzles um, that you know we also love, we all love so much, uh, but it gives you a good narrative, kind of a mystery to solve through these logic puzzles, um, and it spoofs Sherlock Holmes in really, really funny ways. Um, <laughs> So it, it, it also kind of makes that interesting attempt to draw itself back to, um, and I will never use this word again um, in, in, in this context, but canonical literature, mm. even though the canon is full of shit. Um, but I would say Professor Layton, yeah, for the, for the DS. That would be my choice. That's a good choice. We all had good choices. Awesome. There we go, and they're 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 very different <laughs> kinds. Yeah, <clears throat> I think. Yeah, I see the I see the Kremlin now. I was doing some uh, image search on Google for Tetris. Nice, interesting. Go. Yeah, wow. And that is our puzzle game time capsule. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <Ooh. laughs> uh, deals for broke ass gamers. Deals for broke as gamers. Um, there is nothing on good old games, and it, it, in case you didn't know, all of the really good things were over the over the break, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, and I was really mad because I missed the last half of the Steam sale. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I missed something that I really would have wanted to buy but didn't need to buy. There were good ones. There were a lot of good ones. Um. Today, they have a game called Nation Red that is free uh, until, until Monday. It's 75% off, so it's $250. Looks kind of cool. Looks like a killing type of game. <laughs> and then uh, the Dead Space stuff is 75% yeah. off. They're, they're, uh, you get both of them, uh, Dead Space and Dead Space 2, for 10 bucks. That is an incredible wow. deal. I always wanted to die in space. Right. And now you can for 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, just for today, but we're going to put the podcast up today, so this is okay. PT Boats, 66% off. I've never heard of it. Mm. But looks kind of cool. There's boats on it. Uh, so there you go. Yeah. I think the biggest the biggest is probably the dead space on uh, on Steam. And you know, as as you know, they they're they were on the news talking last night about how many return stores are getting now. I think mm. you'll be getting a lot of uh, <clears throat> excuse me as people start to restock. Mm -hmm. um, you'll be getting um, a lot of uh, sales coming soon. Good, I like that. Mm. Sales are good. Yep. All right. Cool. So. Actually, that brings us to the end of this, our 26th episode, or in our first anniversary celebration. It's been a year, guys. I know. Of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast. One year, and Sarah has been playing Words with Friends the entire no, time. No, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just kidding. I know. Oh. I know. I know. I <laughs> know. Wow. Hey, and don't forget that you can buy our t-shirt, right? 
And don't forget, you can buy a Not Your Mama's Gamer t-shirt. Um, just visit the uh, the Not Your Mama's Gamer um, website. And over in that uh, right column, you will see Alex Lane giving you action shots of the Not Your Mama's Gamer t-shirt. Not my favorite <laughs> picture, but that is okay. <laughs> and you, too, can be the proud owner of a Not Your Mama's Gamer t-shirt. Um, and if you own a Not Your Mama's Gamer t-shirt, feel free to send us additional action shots that we will post to the Not Your... Well, within reason. <laughs> oh, yeah. You just opened a whole can oh, of something. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, uh, we will post on the Not Your Mama's Gamer website. Um, so, uh, until next week, oh no, until next time, uh, feel free to, uh, contact us via email, um, or on our Facebook page or via Twitter. Um, send us questions, send us comments, um, feel free to send us recorded recorded questions if you like uh that we will play on the show and answer um and and you can do that by emailing us at nymgamer at gmail.com um or visit our website at nymgamer.com did i get that right yeah uh, or follow us at at NYM Gamer, um, or look for our Facebook page, the Not Your Mama's Gamer Facebook page. Um, join in the conversation. Um, send us what you have. We'll be happy to uh, interact with you in whatever way you see fit. So, until next time, folks, stay warm, stay safe, and as always, game on. Game on. Mm-hmm. <laughs>